0: excited, man, I I got up and start dancing around my desk, man, so let's start right away, let's turn our Bibles, which is the Word of God, to Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, in the Amplified, and if you don't bring a Bible today, that's okay, because we're going to put it up on the screen, there it is, hallelujah, Ephesians 3, 14, in the Amplified, hallelujah, is that the Amplified, yeah. Ephesians 3, 14. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. For this reason, grasping the greatness of the plan by which the Jews and the Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knees in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. God. God. The first and ultimate father. Thank you, my Jesus. May He, may he grant you out of the riches of His glory to be, to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through His Spirit in your inner self. Hmm. Dwelling your innermost being and personality. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. Now underline that if you got a Bible, if if, or if you have a notebook, write that down. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith, and may you, say me, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending. With all the saints, God's people, the width and the length and the height and the depth of His love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. Hallelujah. And that you may come, how, oh man every second, that I may come to know him, practically through personal experience. We all need to have a personal experience with God, with Jesus, the love of Christ, which surpasses, oh, mere knowledge without experience, and you may be filled up, filled up throughout your being to the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Hallelujah. So when you see people that changed right before your very eyes, they used to be one way, but they now another way. You, they did used to go to church, but now they go to church three times a week. And you wonder, what's make, what's making them do that? Well, a regular church doesn't make you do that. You know, I was a Catholic for all my life till I was, uh, you know, 40, 40 years old, I guess. And I wasn't excited about church, you know. I mean, I sure wasn't going to go three times a week. I went on Sunday maybe, you know. and <laughs> But 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 when I found the real Jesus, when I, I started Lakewood Church with John Osteen, just for some of you don't know me, uh, in 1979. I was, no, so 1973, I'm sorry. I started there. And within a year, I was a fanatic. I was in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I mean, I was... I, 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 I was in church all the time like the people here, you know. And, and, uh, and, and then I recognized, you no, know, I didn't even know this because I found out the real Jesus, the real word, that he's real and he's not a, he's not a, a theory. And he works. And he changes you because I didn't change myself. He, he changes you. He, he, you start examining yourself. What can I do to please him? Hallelujah. Now let's read verse 17 in the NLT. Verse 17 of the same where we were in the NLT. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. See, before, when I was just a religious person or uh, in a, just went to a religious church, I didn't know that, that Christ... Would be would make his home in my heart as I trusted him. I didn't know that. I just thought he was up here somewhere. Till I found out that once I accepted Jesus Christ, He became He came inside of me. And He's the one that made the decisions for me. I didn't make them anymore. Hallelujah. Your roots. Everybody say roots, because this is my teaching tonight. This is important. The roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So when you first come and get saved, when you first come to church, you, you, we plant a little seed. But you know that little seed, if it's a fruit or if it's whatever it is, it's going to have to grow roots. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. It, as we water it, which means Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, the roots grow deeper and deeper. The reason some people fall away is because they didn't come and they didn't water it. They didn't come nourish him. And so the root never grew. And so they anything happens, they just fall over, you know. But when you start going, John Osteen told me this. If you come for one year, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, for one year, make a deal with me. Then then in a year from now, you make your decision. Well, I mean, I, I did. This, I said, I'll do that. And a year later, I was, I was on the street preaching. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to leave nowhere because a, a year, the root grows deep enough to hold you in a, in a year, but, it, but it's not enough. You've got to keep growing. You've got to keep growing. That root has to keep going. Are you listening? Then Christ will make his home in you, in your heart, as you trust him. Your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. Hmm. His word is making your roots go deeper and deeper. The power of the Holy Ghost. As our roots go deep and deep and deep. Everybody say deep. See, a lot of people are in a hurry. They wanna they wanted well, I want to feel like you today. No, you're not gonna feel like me until until your roots grow deep enough. Okay? Now now this is where I want you to write this down in your notes, underline it suddenly. See? It's gonna happen suddenly. It will be like like you hit oil. You were going so deep, all of a sudden you hit oil. Boom. But it will be the love of God. That's the oil you're going to receive. So now you got it. Now you, now you don't have to just pay attention to somebody else. You, you start telling people. And you start acting. See? A lot of people judge Christians on the way they act. But the Christian, they don't know that some Christians are not growing their roots because they're not coming to water. They're not watering it. So it's not growing. They just call themselves Christians. Hallelujah. I'm talking to believers right now. So, I mean, if you're born again a believer, then you understand what I'm talking about, you know. And if you're not, then tonight would be your chance to become a believer by accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. And then Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then all of a sudden your roots will start to grow. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit takes takes the word of God that we hear. I said the word of God that we hear. See, not the word of God that we read at home. You know, because at home you can read something and put it down, you know. I'm telling you, you come because you hear. You hear a whole teaching on a word. Every time you walk in this place, you're going to hear a different teaching from God, but you're going to hear the word of God. So you hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit takes the word of God that we hear and builds a strong foundation in us. That's why the Apostle Paul told us that we are to allow Jesus Christ to dwell or make a home, a permanent home in us. Who's getting it? I like to teach simple, you know, easy. Everybody will get it. Nobody can go home and say, I didn't understand that man at all. No, You're going to go meditate on what I said, man. he made a lot of sense, you know. Okay, now, so you're getting it, right? Now, we have learned in the past that Christ in us means love in us. Why? Because he is love. See? Christ is love. And you'll see some of your friends that, that invite you to church and then and they change. They're starting to, they're, they're not talking like they used to. You know, this morning, I, I stopped real early this morning at Denny's, uh, down on 59. And I sat on a the table. They had a, a lady and two guys right, right behind me here. And all they were talking about was, uh, you know, junk. And every now and then, four-letter words, four-letter words, four-letter words. And I said, man, that's, that's how I used to be, you know? I mean, you wouldn't. It, it, I, mean, I had to hurry up and eat and get out of there, you know? The devil's sitting right over here. But see, they don't, they don't, it's not their fault. Nobody's ever told them that, that Jesus Christ is real and can come live in their heart. And when that happens, everything changes. When, when your root grows deep, you stop talking junk like that. You know that that's not right. Man, so you're getting it right. Yeah. So to be rooted in Christ is to be rooted in love, and what is love? Second John, two, the book of Second John one six tells us that love is a spirit. See, so so you can't just say I'm gonna love you, and that's what a lot of times happens when in, in humans, women and men. I love you. I love you. Just cause I met you yesterday, but I love you. You know, <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. You know, and and people trust that. You know, no. And, and love is a spirit. You have to be born of God in order to be able to love. See, but nobody tells a lot of people, so they don't know that. Now that you heard, oh well, I had I got to get the Spirit of God in me. Then then that becomes love. You know, you don't have to work it up. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to. You know, I you, I don't love you because you don't love me. No, I mean. <laughs> I love you whether you hate me or not, because love is in me. In order to keep your promise, too, you have to have love in you. Because when you get married, you said, God says, take care of this woman or this girl or your wife forever till death does your part. Well, you can't say that if you're just physical, you know, we don't have no spirit. You're just lying, you know. Because you don't you, your spirit is not alive, so it's just your flesh and your brain. And so, so yeah, you can make promises, but, but if you're a spirit being and you make a promise that I'll take care of you for life, then you will keep that promise. See, There is no separation. There's no divorce. There's only death. Oh, are you getting it? So to be rooted in Christ is to be rooted in love, and and, and love is uh, it says in, that love is a spirit. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God did not give us the spirit of fear, of timidity, or of power. Are you are you are you are you with me? Yes. But of power, He did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love and a sound mind. What did He God give us? Love. Power." Love and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, in 1 John 2, 5, in the King James, I'm just quoting you the word of God, not in my word. That's what he said. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Here, hereby you know, that we are in Him, so so what's to prove that you are that you're spirit and you and, and you're in God? He says, whoever keepeth my word in Him is the love of God. So if you see people telling you things, but they're not really keeping God's word, but you got to learn the word so you know if they're keeping it or not. And you see they're not keeping it; they're not they're not they're not they're only telling you words. They they're not spirits. But the people that are born again. They're your friends, and maybe you're not born again, but now you see them, now you see them change, now you see them talking different, you know? Yeah. Keep their word. So a lot of people don't keep their word. They promise you everything, and when the day comes, they don't show up, you know? Oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. First John 2, 5 and 6 in the message. Do you have the message? First John 2, 5 in the message. All right. If someone claims, I know him well, but doesn't keep his, com- his commitments, he's obviously a what? Come on, y'all don't want to hear that in church, did you? <laughs> but that, that's, that, that's the word of God. Someone claims, I know him well, but doesn't keep his commandments. He's obviously a liar. His life doesn't match the words. This is heavy. But the one who keeps God's word is a person to whom we see God's mature love. This is the only way to be sure that we're in God. Anyone who claims to be intimate with God ought to live the same kind of life that Jesus lived. That's why you have to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, so that you can study the Word of God so they know, oh, that's the way Jesus lived, that's how I'm going to live. Are you still with me? Love is a spirit living in us, and we are to be guided by God's commandments or his orders or his precepts. But in order to be guided by his commandments, we have to have a Bible. And you have to study it and you have to or go, like I said, to a place like this Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, so to start getting in you. You start getting in you. The word of God gets in you. It's power. Hmm his teachings, his ordinances. Who's willing to obey? The word tells us that if we continue to walk in love, guided by it and following it, then we are walking in love or in Christ. Very simple. That's why I say let's eat cornbread and beans sometimes. You come on Wednesday night and say, we're going to have cornbread and beans tonight. That means very simple. It's not going to be very deep. Simple food. The word of God is not hard to understand. Some people think it is, but it's not. Pastor Osteen used to to tell me, uh, never get away from the simplicity that's in Christ. Never get away from the simplicity that's in Christ. The more we mature, everybody say mature. Underline that word. And, and keep it in, in in your in your mind, or go home and study the word mature. The moment the moment we mature in Christ, the more simple we can become in Christ. See mature. In, in, we always said uh, you know, you can be fifty years old and not mature, still act like, like a kid. See, so maturity doesn't come because you're older. When you could have a twenty year old. Mature in Christ before a 50 year old. So you have to understand, mature in Christ. When you mature in Christ, then you make wise decisions. See? And people that make bad decisions are not immature. And prisons are full of 20, 30, 40 year old immature men. See? So the more that we mature in Christ, the more simple we can become in Christ. It's a simple. I, li- I like simple. So let me repeat that. The more we mature in Christ, which is the word. So the more we mature in the word, some people make it so hard because they want to get so deep. People get religion and they want to be deep. And but what we need is maturity, not deep. We can become so mature that we start saving souls for Jesus. That's when you start getting mature. You don't, you're not afraid anymore. You're not nervous. You're not embarrassed to preach the gospel. You're not embarrassed to pray and, and walking around. Okay, you know, I pray in the spirit and tongues. Some of you don't know what that is. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the language he gives you when he, when you receive the Holy Ghost. I walk down the hall, I work in the hospital. I work in the hospital, so I walk in the elevators, the door opens, you go people think you know. And I and, and and I say thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, all the time, no matter where I'm at. Thank you, Jesus because it's not I'm not doing it, it's coming out. I can't keep it in. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my father, thank you, my father. You said you perfect us, thank you, my father, you healed us, you saved me. You're my Savior. I love you, Father. Thank you. And it just comes out. See? And that's what happens when you hit deep and you hit oil. <laughs> then it starts to come up. Amen. So if you're not at that level yet, just keep maturing in the Word until you, until the roots keep getting deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden when they hit that, it's, then you start coming out. Just like Stephen over here. You know, seven over here, this man right here, raise your hand, seven, right here. He came in, looked at me ugly, didn't even smile, you know, you know, uh, probably never been here before. I guess his wife invited him because I think she came first. And then, and then seven comes and then, and then uh, very quiet. And it says here a few uh, weeks, months, whatever. And all of a sudden he starts smiling and waving at me and, and dancing up here. Man, one of the best dancers, man. I'll bring him up here, you know, jumping. He jumps up and down. He's trying to teach me, but I'm too heavy. I don't think I can jump. I, I, I don't know how to jump like that. But, but, but that man changed, right? Right before my very eyes. Why? Because he did, the roots hit something. Then hit oil. Boom, you know. But your roots have to hit that. Man. So make sure that the Holy Spirit gifts will begin to flow through you. Hmm. So make sure that we start laying hands on the sick and watch them recover. Are you with me? God never told us to go deep. He said go out. See, some people stay studying all the time. They want to go deep. Man, I'm deep. I'm gonna learn more. No, he didn't tell us you go deep, he said go out. Are you ready to learn some more? Lester Summerall, a great preacher, has a teaching titled, Have You Seen the Glory? When you hear a statement like that, you immediately think, have I seen the glory in a spirit form, you know? But I have good use for you. Now that we have learned that Christ lives in us permanently, and love is, is Christ, so guess what? The glory is in you. Once you understand that, man, the glory is in me. Hallelujah. As our roots grow deeper by the Holy Spirit, our glory shines brighter. So don't worry if you haven't shined yet because maybe your roots haven't grown, maybe you haven't watered enough. Keep coming. All of a sudden, when they do hit bed, the glory starts to come out. A mature Christian is one that is rooted deep and grounded strong by the Holy Spirit. And his strong foundation is the Word of God. So let's read our our foundation verse. Ephesians 3.17 in the NLT. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Hmm. Then in the living Bible it says, and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go deep (laughs) <laughs> and to the soil of God's mainstream love. So he said that we got man. When you finally realize that there's roots in you, and you need to let them grow or else you're just going to be superficial. So what happens when our roots grow deep? Then and only then will verse 18 take place. So you can't even get to verse 18 until your roots are deep. then we will understand and feel how long and how wide and how deep and how high his love really is and experience his love. I said his love. Amen. We will never fully understand, but at least we will be filled with God himself. Hmm. Wow. I said wow here. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but but I just preached myself happy again. Whew. Man. When God, by the power of His Holy Spirit, regenerates us, that's what that's who regenerates you, or made us alive, after being dead spiritually for so many years. Listen to this. I I forgot in nineteen seventy three how old I was, but I think I was in thirties or forty, I don't know. But, but I was dead all from there, all since, since birth to that year. I was, I was dead. Spiritually, I was dead. Some of you are dead right now. And I'm talking to YouTube, so don't, don't get upset at me. <laughs> Some of you are dead right now. <laughs> Some of you are 50 years old and you're dead. You've been dead for 50 years. And why do we listen to advice from dead people? <laughs> but when I was born again, then my spirit became alive. Then I started understanding the word of God. Then I understand when he said, you are a spirit living in a body with a brain. Because before I couldn't say it because I, I was a brain and a body. That's it. So so what made me tempt? What tent my body I would take What my brain said it was good, I would do it because I had no spirit, but now that the spirit of God came to live in me then then the spirit rules my body that's why you go to to Bible study and learn so the so the spirit rules my body so I don't care what my body wants, he doesn't get it. I don't care what my brain says, my spirit rules and the spirit. It's positive. The spirit does not speak negative. The spirit is always yes and amen. Your body's crazy. He wants sweets. He wants pies. He wants women, you know. No. You know. Your spirit says no. See. Then you become a spirit led person. Hallelujah. So when God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, regenerated us or made us alive after many years of being dead, his glory came in us. So now we need to walk in that glory and demonstrate to all who come close to us the power and glory of God in us. Can you say amen? Amen. Some Christians still ask the question, What is my purpose? Listen to me. There's no greater purpose in life than to expose your personal glory. I said expose your personal glory. Everything that God creates possesses its own glory (laughs) and exists for the purpose of manifesting that glory. That's how we exist. So that we can manifest that glory that He gave us to the world. So let's turn to Matthew 6:28 and 29 in the NLT. Matthew 6:28 to 29 in the NLT. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothes. Yes, Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Hmm. Are you understanding? Yes. Think about this. Solomon was, was granted wisdom from God. He was the wisest man ever. He, Jesus himself is acknowledging the unprecedented glory which Solomon human wisdom had had brought him, he said that Solomon arrayed in all of it was not equal in glory to one tiny lily of the field, which God, <laughs> God's wisdom had made. So this man, king, with all his fine clothing, was not better than a lily in the field that God created. Glory be to God. God created the lilies of the field and exposed the wisdom of God. Who's getting it tonight? Listen closely and take notes. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. The greatest tragedy in life, guess what it is? It's living without a purpose. So listen to this the greatest shame in life is not revealing your true glory. I'm talking to born again, full of Christ Christians. Next time you drive by a cemetery, meditate on this. All cemeteries in this earth are filled with the glory of so many who fail to access their true selves and left the earth without ever showing their real worth. There's a lot of people dead that could have been great preachers and great this and great that. They had it in them, but they didn't know how to expose it, so they died without, what a waste. Who's glad you will not be one of them? You're getting the word of God and revelation knowledge. Next time you see a fine-looking racehorse, or even a giant royal oak tree in its full glory and strength, say this: "That horse is in his glory," or "Or look at the the glory of that oak tree." Don't 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 go blind, you know, never seeing around you. Have you ever seen a, a racehorse? around don't look at man look at the glory that's the glory of the horse he's exposing it a big giant oak tree that's man this is look at the look at the the, the glory of the oak tree he, he he grew to expose his glory who came hungry tonight who wants who wants dessert yeah. all right so let me share a slice with you He said, man, I never heard a preacher like that before. Kind of simple, you know, like that. Mm. The word glory in its fundamental meaning implies such concepts as full weight or true nature or full essence or true reality. Our God, our creator designed all things with their glory or true essence within them. For example... I'm talking about giant royal oak tree. Take that. The seed of that of this great tree, the seed, hid that tree's glory in the seed. If that seed was buried, if the seed was thrown in the trash, imagine that true big old oak tree would never have shown its glory. And that's how humans are. They have something inside of them that's so great, but they never they never understood and and they just worked every day, you know, forty hours a week, did all their things that they normally do, drink, smoke, whatever, and died without ever exposing the true glory that God put in them. Are you listening? Hmm. that that little seed concealed the flu the, the full weight of a big giant oak tree, the glory. What that tells us, that that the glory is the hidden truth. All created things, that's why we come to the conclusion that the purpose of life is not, is is to manifest that glory. That's the purpose that should be everyone. i got to manifest the glory that God put in me. Can you say amen? Amen. Are you understanding? Some of you, can become the greatest preachers in, in 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 this generation, and it's in you. But you don't, you haven't exposed it yet. But by 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 coming in here and getting the spirit of God in you, and and coming Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, all of a sudden it starts to come out. All of a sudden it starts to, you, you know, you, you you automatically get this mic to tell your testimony, and you feel like comfortable, like man, huh? that you are you. You're on your way to preach. Are you understanding? Think about it. You and every one of us on this planet hmm, are walking containers of glory. All of you are walking containers of glory. You guys just got to find out to start showing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen to this. Our Creator's desire is that each one of us release that full glory and fill the earth with the glory of our Creator, our Father, our God. You know, I'm going to talk about my pastor, Sandy. So I've been known Pastor Sandy, Pastor George for like, what, 14 years? Right? Now, when I first met Pastor Sandy, Pastor George, they weren't preaching yet. And then later, you know, they started preaching and we, we started the church. And, and, but Pastor Sandy, you know, I was, I was thinking about this when I, heard, when, I, when I was thinking about the roots. Her, the roots would start going deep and deep. And all of a sudden, not too long ago, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, uh, where, where I thought back when I was writing this lesson that, that I think her roots hit oil. You know, just went so deep till they hit oil because her preaching changed. What what you hear her now, like maybe two years from now to, to today, is not the same Pastor Sandy that was before. Even though she was preaching, no, well, now she's like, you know, I mean, you see her right? King container, King container, that's a container walking container of God's glory. Man, I just give her the mic and she takes off, you know. And she'll walk all over the there and then she'll walk way over here and, you know, me, I just stay in one place, you know. But my roots are still growing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Some of you want to be like her and say, well, babe, you better get the roots growing. So as a teacher, that's what I am, Um, I have to not only tell you all of this, but I also tell you how to accomplish this. I can teach you, you must show God's glory. And the listeners will say, okay, then what? Because they don't understand. So, So with the help of the Holy Spirit, let me teach you, How to accomplish this. You ready? The goal of this Bible study is to stir you up. I want to stir you up. Give you the motivation and the passion to to complete your God-given purpose and move daily from glory to glory. Are you with me? We have heard of great men and women, preachers. You've heard them, you know. Catherine Kuhlman, you know. Pastor John Osteen and different people, you know, some wrong. great men and women of God that, that have the glory in them, and, 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 and that's their preaching, bring people to Jesus. We, we, we know artists, inventors, like Michelangelo. How many heard of Michelangelo? His great masterpiece, one of many, was a painting on the ceiling of a chapel. Who knows the name of the chapel? Who said that? Man, all smart people here. Sistine Chapel. <laughs> Not 16. Sistine. <laughs> uh, it's millions of people go to Rome to see this great ceiling, just to see it. Ask yourself, what is this work that generations, you know? What is this work? There's so many generations, so much attention. The answer is simply the glory of a man. See? So you don't have to be a preacher, but God put something in each one of you. Man. So Michelangelo filled the earth with his glory, the glory that God gave him. Many, many people walk around with their, mes- their masterpiece in their mind buried under under wishful thinking procrastination fear excuses and intimidation that my friends should not be that's a tragedy who's getting this the seed the seed of an oak of an oak uh, exposes its glory as a tree the caterpillar as a butterfly The eaglet as an eagle. But God's seed is in us. Come on, get excited. You're finding out some real truth. God's seed is in you. Now now you start researching, let it out, come out so that people can see it. What is it that he put in you? He deposited something special in each and every one of you. He never meant for you to be broke. He never meant to you to just work like a slave. He meant for you to be blessed, prosperous, excited. You and I were hidden in his seed. And now we're exposed. He created everything to expose his glory. And now we are exposed. Once you get saved, now now you got to expose the glory he put in you. <clears throat> We are his glory. When, when I look at you, I see his glory in you. In you, he planted a give that will expose his glory. Now you got to start meditating, coming to church, Sunday morning, Sunday, Wednesday night, reading the word, and all of a sudden, when you the, the, your roots hit, hit that spot, boom. Oh, now I know what I got to do. I see glory in each and every one of you. If he planted a gift that will expose his glory, it could be a piece of art. It could be a, 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 the gift to preach. Like Gabriel. I mean, when, when Gabriel came to this church, he, was, he wasn't even talking, he didn't even know how to tell his testimony. Living in the street, broke up. Jessica, you heard her take up the offering. They, they, they weren't even living together. But yet, Gabriel, I think uh, his mother-in-law took him in for a while, and then he and she invited him here. Jessica was sitting over here, and Gabriel was sitting over there. And I always tell the story, because because I, you know. I never did drugs. I never did anything, you know. But, but he said, when I first came, I had drugs in my socks. <laughs> but today, <laughs> he said, he preaches. Amen. I'll give him the mic over here. He'll preach. He's, he's ahead of our men's meetings, Amen. you know. And Jessica, you heard her. They both came broke. They both came with, with no, you know, not exposed. Now look at their glory. They, she exposed her glory a while I go and, and, and I'll give him the mic. he'll expose his glory. Or the gift of music like Georgie. I don't know if Georgie's here or not, but uh, but Georgie, you know, but here young teenager, man, I, I don't know how he plays that you know all that music, man he, I, that's pro, that's not my glory so. <laughs> but that's awesome. It could be the gift of miracles, like JJ. Where's JJ? Raise your hand. It's in you, JJ. Because that's what God told me. The gift of miracles. So the next time when you pray for a miracle, God will give it to you. you so that's your gift. There's a gift in, in in you. It was in and it was in his seed. Are you still listening? The glory of music, art, designing, making money for the kingdom. There's a gift of making money for the kingdom. I had that gift. You know, When I first came to Lakewood Church, I was broke. And then, as I start, start, started studying the Word of God, and then he, he opened the doors for a business. I used to work in a Catholic lab at St. Joe's Hospital for $9 an hour. But then I got to meet the pacemaker reps and the defibrillator reps and, and the doctors liked me and, and they offered me a, a salesman opportunity. You know, and, and I, uh, I took it, you know, paying, first paying 16% of everything I, I sold back to the, to the hospitals. And the doctors called me because they liked me, so, so 16% of, of an item that's $20,000. And later, I became the head rep in Houston, making 20%. And then I paid some other reps 16% and kept 4%, you know, and, and created a million dollars over a few years. A man that was making $9 an hour. What was my glory? Making money for the kingdom. Because when, I, when, when God allowed me to make the million dollars, I had it in the bank. Then he told me because I have to talk to him about everything. How do I? Uh, what do you want me to do with it? And he told me he gave me an outline. One day praying, he said, "Pay all your bills. Pay your house note. Uh, pay your house off. I had we had a, a brand new house, four hundred thousand dollar house. I'll pay that and your bills. All right. So I did that. Now I, I give the rest to the kingdom. So I make a check for the rest to the kingdom." And go back to zero, but then all of a sudden it's all back. So, so I know that the gift that God gave me, the glory, was to make money for the kingdom. Now I'm still doing that. So that it's different. You can have a different one, you know. But, but how many of you would like that one? God will send. God will send somebody to you and offer you. A business, you know. Do you want to know where, you know, I think Jessica's got a business going over here. Some of the people out here, they, uh, yeah, Beatrice, they're starting businesses. You know, see? The glory. And they're going to expose the glory when they all got grand opening. Yes. <laughs> it's a glory. <laughs> There's a gift in you. It was, it was in his seed. Are you still listening? Man. Whatever you give or talent is, that's your glory, and it was given to you to fill the earth for the glory of God. Repeat after me. Hmm. My, God My God is a creator, He's a creator, and He is the God, is God of, glory. of glory. However, however. <laughs> see, I always throw that in. There's always a however, you know. Because I like to teach right, you know, there's always a cash. Right? Just like a fish needs water and a seed needs soil to bring forth its full glory, so do you and I need the right environment to manifest our true nature. Glory will be released when conditions are right. That's why this church is growing so so fast. Because this is an environment where, where the glory can come out. See? So you have to be in this kind of environment. You can't go back to a religious place where they just speak religion and not the truth, you know, the weight of God's word. So be, you know, when the conditions are right, it's released. A seed, if destroyed, is the death of a tree. Do you know that? In the same way, if we suppress our human potential, we destroy our glory. Let me close with Psalms 19.1 in NIV. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Man, the living Bible says the heavens are telling the glory of God. They are a marvelous display of his craftsmanship. Yes, Who got that revelation? Yeah. Man, we can see the glory of God by His works, because <laughs> of His craft craftsmanship is displayed for us to see. So, in closing, take take this with you: glory is the manifestation of one's natural through one's work when we use our gifts and talents to realize our visions and and dreams given to us by our creator we are manifesting our glory so let me leave you with this message you are created to glorify your creator through the productivity of your works see so you were created to glorify your creator through your works. Glorifying God is not limited to praising him, but rather to put in our hand to a productive, wholesome, and positive work. When, when you're homeless and, and, and uh, broke, that's not glorifying God. So if you're homeless and broke and saying, I'm a Christian, that's just, that's just saying God's not working. Because God wants you prosperous, healthy, and wealthy. Because where, the way he's going to spread the gospel is with finances. So we're going to throw this outreaches that we got. And, and every, in our church, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Giving bicycles, cars, you know, uh, money. Giving it to the people. And we're about to expand this place. I heard, I heard somebody tell me about a church that was closing, and I think that some of them are going to come here because, uh, because they, they, uh, they repossessed it or whatever. I mean, uh, they, they, they didn't own it, you know, they're paying somebody. But we, we started this building owning it, and they, there's no bank can take it from us. See? That's the glory of God right there, you know. Jesus is so good. Man, who learned something tonight? So, bow your heads right now. Bow your heads. Father God, thank you for your word tonight, Father, your Holy Spirit. I am glad that everybody today knows that you put something in them. But they have to accept you as their Lord. They have to, they have to accept you And tonight is a great night with this teaching. They want their glory to shine. So, Father, tonight, Father God, by your Holy Spirit, turn some lives around. So as your head is bowed, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life publicly. Some of you might have never even heard of that. But tonight, by faith, I can pray for you and you can your life will never be the same so if, if you never did that raise your hand right now raise your hand and nobody's looking everybody's eyes are closed raise your hand if you think that you made Jesus the Lord of your life and you thought that he was but you didn't weren't sure and some of you maybe worshiped sure, but then you backslid and went back to the world but tonight you want to come back you want to come back to the family of God raise your hand Come on, I know there's somebody here. Don't be bashful. All right, to those that raise your hand, I want you to come up to the front. And those that didn't raise your hand, but you know that you, that you should come up for prayer, I want you to come up to the front.